0: It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Presented by Sweet Sweat. Hey guys, Mark Schlereth, Mike Evans here. It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast brought to you by the great folks over at Sweet Sweat. And I'm telling you, they do a phenomenal job. Sweet Sweat uh, for all your exercise, for all your nutrition needs. That is Sweet Sweat. You can find out more at sweetsweat.com. Um, also we'll be doing question mark today in this podcast as well for a chance to win a seventy five dollar gift bag from our friends at Sweet Sweat. Check it out at Sweetsweat.com. Also brought to you by uh, Marks All Pros Referral Network. Check them out at Marksallpros dot com. Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. I'm wondering how you are doing. I'm a little I'm 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 very curious here because I know the strong feelings you have for Tom Brady. Oh and I'm wondering yeah. how you felt when you saw those released pictures this week of Brady. All kinds of different poses mm. in Tampa Bay gear. Delicious, <laughs> you know. Here's the thing. Delicious. Yeah, here's the thing about. I wasn't expecting that. No, here's <laughs> the thing about Tom. Like, see, like when you think about your color chart, right? Like, have you ever done the color chart thing? Yeah, are you a, f- a right. an autumn, yeah. a spring. You're, yeah. you're like you're autumnal because I think I am autumnal. You're autumnal yeah. because. You've got this big giant pumpkin head. So you're like, you want to be in kind of browns, maybe yeah. like bruised, banana peel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yellow, Maroons. Yeah, right. You're an autumnal guy. Like Tom Brady is so devastatingly handsome that there is no color that's not on his chart. Like every color in the rainbow is on Tom Brady's chart. So pewter, yes, put him in pewter. Put him in blue, put him in red, put him in orange. You, he he does that, like the old Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniforms with the old pirate on the side. The creamsicles. You know? Yeah, the creamsicles. He would be beautiful and creamsicle. You're amazing. Right? You're amazing. Wouldn't he? You're amazing. It's, uh yeah, I, I got to admit, it was pretty jarring to see. It was, pretty- was kind of like when Peyton Manning came here to Denver. right? And the first time you saw him take the field in a Bronco uniform, it was just kind of like, wow, that's... That's weird. It's cool, but it's weird. You know what? You know what I love about one of the things I love about it is like I love everybody who's been trying to bury Tom Brady for the last five seasons. It's about ready to fall off the edge. Doesn't have it anymore. Can't play. You know, it's just oh, he's a a, he's a mere you know shadow of his former self. And he just keeps plodding along, doesn't he? I I just I think that part is cool. It is weird to see a guy that you associate with a uniform change. Like I think if it's your team, like I think for you it was like originally it was weird to see Peyton Manning in a different uniform, but eventually you're like, Oh yeah, he's ours. Like I'm sure the indie people never got used to seeing 18 in orange. Right, correct. New England fan will never get used to Brady. Right, in a Bucks uniform. But Bucks fan is already. I mean, they're they're leading the league Absolutely. in jersey sales, right? I'd have to have one. I'd, I'd have, have to have one if I was a Bucks fan. Sure. I mean, who is there a guy? Is there a guy that switched teams that you look at and say, "Oh, that just is like that does not fit." Like I didn't have a problem. Like Jerry Rice going to the Raiders, that didn't really, you know. But you think he, Brady to the Bucks feels like a fit now? I don't think it'll. I, I don't think it'll feel like a fit until they're playing and they're and they're playing well. Right. Right. But there's like there's no question in my mind. Like I've I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, you know, he's at the end and he's not. You know, I mean, there's there's kind of two sides of the story. There's either the. You know, he's going, but they're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's on his last legs, and they're not going to be very good. And then I've heard the other side that, hey, they're an automatic, you know, NFC contender now. What, like, what side do you fall on when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Contender. Yeah, contender. But wild card contender. I, I don't think they're. You don't think they're going to usurp that? You think that it's the, the Saints, yep. and then? I do. I do. And then it's Tampa is in that in that mix for a wild card, but then if they get in as a wild card, watch out because they're going to be really dangerous. Right. There's, you got to think that there's going to be sort of a feeling out process going on there for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. But if they can come on strong, get in the playoffs, they're going to be a team nobody wants to play. You know, it's kind of like It's kind of like the AFC West, right? Right. We're all pretty much conceding the division to the Chiefs. But then it gets real interesting behind the Chiefs. You got right. the you got the Broncos, you got the Chargers, you got the Raiders. And and you know, you look at the Raiders kind of quietly, they've had a nice offseason, haven't they? They really have. I mean, when you look at them as a football team, and I, I, I keep saying this, like one thing about Tampa is that now I know Tom Brady's working out with everybody in Tampa, and Florida's been kind of open more than anybody else, but there's still that Hey, we got to figure out our system. We got to figure out how to mesh you know what Tom Brady wants, what what uh Bruce Arians wants, how we're going to make that all work in unison. Um but there's no question about the talent. When you look at the duo between Mike Evans, you, and uh and Chris Godwin, when you look at the tight ends they have in in um, Howard and Gronkowski and even Cameron Brate, when you look at what they are and how they're constructed, there's no question that they have a ton of talent. And then you look at that defense littered with first- and second-year players in a blitz-happy Todd Bowles defense. Like, I think they've got a great complement to one another. Like, Brady will possess the ball – Brady will you know, take a few shots, but they're going to possess the ball. They're going to eat up first downs. They've got enough talent on third downs to make first downs and all that. And that that blitzing defensive mentality of Todd Bowles, they're going to get some turnovers. You know, I mean, Brady's not turning it over 39 times like like Winston did. So you're going to have an opportunity in Tampa. But I look at what the Raiders have done. You mentioned they've had a nice offseason. And, and I've always said this. The league's a better place when the Raiders are relevant. And I think they're relevant. They've got the continuity of a coaching staff, the continuity between quarterback and coach. Now I know that you know people don't like Derek Carr, or, or you know there's a there's a feeling that they're looking for their next guy. But they also went out and got Marcus Mariota. Um, Tyrell Williams should be healthy. He's a really nice receiver. I don't think he's a true number one, which he was trying to be last year, going through injury issues, but. Like he's got the potential of being a legit number two. They went out and got Henry Ruggs who can flat run. Can he play receiver? I mean, that's the question you have to ask yourself, right? Is he a receiver? But he's a legit you know, speed threat. Um, I like Renfro inside as a slot guy. Waller is one of the best tight ends in football. I mean, the guy is 6'6", he's 265, he's a willing participant in the blocking game. He is not afraid. He definitely is a mismatch in the passing game with size and speed. You went out and got Jason Winton, who's a really still a very good player. I mean, he can't outrun anybody anymore, but he's still a good player. I love your running back and your offensive line. Mike, you think about it. Like Colton Miller is a young left tackle who's really emerging as an outstanding left tackle. Okay. But you look at Richie Incognito, who's been to multiple Pro Bowls, played really well last year for them. Hudson's a Pro Bowl player at the center position. Gabe Jackson's probably their best offensive lineman. As a matter of fact, their old line coach—that's what he told me, Tom Cable—he's our best player. And then uh, Brown, that they got from New England, like they're all Pro Bowl caliber type players. Like they have—they have done a great job of amassing talent, and we'll see exactly what offensively they become. So. If if you had to choose, if we're conceding the division to the Chiefs, you could pick one wild card team to come out of the West. Who is it? Broncos, Raiders, or Chargers? I think that I I think I, now I can make a very compelling argument that the Chargers are outstanding, like roster wise. I just like I like Tyrod Taylor, but they also drafted Herbert, what sixth seventh overall. Like, is there going to come a time where they've got to play Herbert? Like they, you know, they got to sell tickets and they got. I, I don't know. If I had, if I was pressed right now and said you got to just pick one, I think they're all close, and I can make a compelling argument for either one. I think I would take the Raiders. Wow, return of the Raider Nation. That's kind of like eating a turd sandwich, and picking the Raiders. Boy, that's. I just think the, coming from you. I think that, like, I know a lot of people are really excited about what John Elway and the Broncos have done. And I think, and I agree, I think it's exciting. I think the dividends will really be paid next year. I think you look at 2021 is the year they emerge, because I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains. I think there's going to be growing pains for your young quarterback. I think there are growing pains for an offensive line that is, you know, that has... Really revamped itself. New center, new right guard, Jawan James, who they signed last year only played sixty snaps. So really, a new right tackle. Left side is intact, but but essentially three fifths of your offensive line is has turned over. You got Jerry Judy, you got KJ Handler, you got new receivers. Like I I think there's a lot of co- and a new offensive coordinator with a new system um, that you haven't been able to to work on until you go to camp. And, oh, by the way, if they limit you to two preseason games and they take away your ability to practice against another team during camp because of coronavirus, like it really puts them behind the eight ball. So it's not that I don't like their talent, and it's not that I don't like what they did. I wish they would have addressed their, their tackle position in the draft, but they didn't, and that's you know their prerogative. I'm not running the show. But I just think there's enough question marks there with the Broncos that would give me pause about picking them. I would take the Raiders. Like, I if I was going to say, okay, of these three teams, handicap them, I'd probably go Raiders, Chargers, kind of neck-and-neck Broncos bringing up the rear. <laughs> you looked at the quarterbacks there with the Chargers. You said Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert. What about Colin Kaepernick? Did you hear Anthony Lynn, your old yeah. teammate with the Broncos, come out yeah. and say that for what the – Chargers are trying to do offensively The Kaepernick would would absolutely fit. And while he said that he likes his quarterbacks now, that he could see how a Kaepernick could fit there, but that he absolutely belongs on other teams' lists when it comes to looking at quarterbacks. You had the president. President Trump came out and said that – he even said Kaepernick belongs back in the league if he can earn his way back into right. the league. That there, there should be a spot for him if he can – Prove that he belongs. So, did you get the sense first of all that Kaepernick wants to come back to football, or is he content to mm-hmm. remain what he is right now, and that is, you know, really kind of the face of of, of this of this movement of this cause? All right. Yeah, you know, it's. I think it's a really interesting dynamic. He hasn't played in over thirteen hundred days, right? Um, and. You have to be willing, when you've had that kind of time away, and, you know, not voluntarily, but you've had that kind of time away, you have to be willing to go back and fight to earn it. You gotta be willing to go back and be a backup and go back and, you know, and and basically, pursue that opportunity. Like, the problem with teams, like, everybody says, yeah, he deserves to be back in the league. And I I agree. Like, you think about all the backup quarterbacks in this league, you're telling me Colin Kaepernick isn't a better option than some of the guys that we've seen get starts in the league? Like, no offense. Like, you always say, no offense to this guy. And and then you just, like, David Blau? Yeah. Like, no offense, but... Brandon Allen here, yeah. last year with the Broncos. Allentown? No offense, but... Like so, I don't think there's any question. I I guess I would ask you like if you're like first and foremost, like I always tell young guys this about their agents. You know, a lot of times agents, when your contract is up, the agent wants to set the market right. The agent wants that, and they selfishly, you know, basically create the agenda. And what I always say is, man, that guy works for you. I understand that. So. If that's not your biggest concern, you know, make sure that you get yourself something that's fair and something that you like and something that you can live with. But don't create, you know, don't don't create animosity or whatever. Like, like, just understand that they work for you. Does Colin Kaepernick want to play? If he does, then he should come back. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Yeah. Does he? Does he want to compete? Does he want to grind? Right. Does he miss the camaraderie of the locker room? All those right. things. Yeah. But. If he He, doesn't, he has a group of advisors, right? Are you, and I think you have to honestly look at this. Are you more, are you more, I guess, beneficial to the cause, beneficial to us as a martyr who never got back in? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to go through the process and to see exactly what you are, you know, four years later and what you are? Like, these are the these are hard questions. And ultimately I would tell, you know, Colin, like, you've got to do what's gonna make you happy. And if going back and playing football and just like there's a great song there's a great line from a song by the psychedelic furs, like, and you know, I'm a big eighties guy, but you can never win or lose if you don't run the race. Like, I personally would wanna know, right? I'm like, I wanna go back and prove that I could play and that I got a raw deal. Because I have always fought, and you know this from day one, I have always fought for his right to protest. I've always thought that that he had the right to do that, and I wasn't going to run him out of the league for that. Um, I have never thought as a traditional quarterback, which San Francisco tried to make him, that he was efficient enough to play that position at a high enough level to be a starter. But now when you mix in and you see what guys like Lamar Jackson, and I'm not comparing him to the athleticism of Lamar Jackson, but you see a lot of the read zone, scramble my quarterback, do those things. Is he capable of doing that and becoming an efficient quarterback in that style of offense? Heck yeah. We saw RG3 run, win a rookie of the year doing that. We've seen Dak Prescott do some of that. We've seen, um, you know, we've seen, like, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks do some of that stuff and really have, you know, pretty good success doing it. And so, you know, I mean, I've seen Carson Wentz do it, but now he's gotten hurt a lot, but he was doing a lot of that stuff. So I just think it's, I just think it's an interesting time in in the world of quarterbacks. Heck, you know who we saw do a bunch of that? Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills, you know, and take them to a playoff. And he wasn't—he's not an efficient passer, Mike. He just isn't the most accurate guy. But he's so athletic. Like you want to—you want to go apples to apples comparison. Like Allen and and Colin Kaepernick have a very yep. similar skill set. I yeah, I can see that. Yep. And so does he deserve another opportunity? Yes, but he's got to want—he's got to want it. And the other thing is—is—is is, is, you know, teams just don't want to have – have to have a weekly press conference for their backup quarterback. Well, he'd have to sign off on that. Yeah. You know. He'd, he'd have to sign off with the idea that I'm coming here, I know what my role is, and I'm not bringing the big top with me. Right. The circus tent will not come along with me. Yeah, and I think that's a big – I think that's a big part and of it. And I think he should understand that. I think he'd be I able did, to go along too. with that. I too. But I, I think – hey, man, I think what we've seen and what we, we are, are witnessing and living in right now – is this change that's happening in our country? This call for equality. This, I mean, it's a it's an exciting, it's an amazing time, right? And ultimately, he is he's been the kind of catalytic, he's been the catalytic kind of person to create you know this this title wave. But I would argue that he because it is so The groundswell now is so huge, and you'll you'll have so many people willingly participate in it, black players, white players, that uh, the need to have Kaepernick sort of still out there as the face of all this, I think that's been somewhat minimized because you have so many people Mm -hmm. who are behind this right now, which I think sort of allows Kaepernick the freedom to say, if he wants it, you know what? I just want to come back and play football. Yeah. If he yeah. wants it. If he wants it. Okay. Uh, you ready to do a little question mark? Let's do some question marks. Look forward to it here. I will uh, I will get to some of these here. All right. Let's uh, knock a few of these All out. Right. And, and what, we, find what are winner. we trying to win here? This is a $75 gift package from our our great friends over at Sweet Sweat who are the presenting sponsors of this wonderful podcast, Mike. Okay, here's one. Mm-hmm. Uh what do you see happening with Cam Newton? I think Cam Newton, I think Cam Newton's in a unique position because I think Cam Newton is certainly a starter in this league. I think teams view him as a starter in this league, and I think there's no rush. So I think what you're going to see is teams that have question marks at the quarterback position or maybe trying to play a rookie or a young player um, that will go through camp, and I think you're going to wait for either an injury to happen, Mike, and Cam Newton will be signed as a starter, or waiting for the failure of a young quarterback and Cam Newton will be signed as a starter. So I don't think Cam Newton, I think, is just biding his time until he gets the right situation to come into and and actually play. So he gets the opportunity to be a starter. So, uh, And I think that's I think that's probably the right way for Cam Newton to play because you know somebody's getting hurt or somebody's not going to perform well. And then he'll roll in as the kind of quote-unquote knight in shining armor and take over. Okay, so some uh, more questions. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's one from Thomas. Can the Broncos really tell what they have and how much Locke has grown if the O-line go south well I think I, I think they'll be able to see how you know with the maturation how he as, uh, assimilates another offense um, how good he is throwing the ball on time and all those things I think there'll be opportunities to see what they have um, they'll know if they can't perform or they're not scoring a lot and they're giving up you know three four pressures and three four sacks a game they'll know that that's you know contributing to a lack of production, so to speak. So, yeah, I think they'll be able to learn a lot if that offensive line doesn't perform. So there's a lot to look at right now because you're coming into this situation with a bunch of young players on the outside that you're counting on being good. There's a lot of different things that are happening right now. So that's what you're looking at. All right, here's one from uh, Oni. He Uh says, with what has happened around the world with this pandemic, which team is most affected? with the social distancing and having to do everything over webcam. Well, I think they're all I think they're all affected pretty equally. I, I just think I don't know which team is the most affected, Mike, but I just know this that if you have continuity in coaching and you have continuity in players and you you're coming back with a system that guys have contributed in like the the Chiefs or the Chiefs are bringing back essentially their whole offense. Like they have a decided advantage. It's the teams that have new coaches and a new quarterback and a you know, a bunch of new players that they're counting on. Those are the teams All to right, me so, that are most effective. So which teams I'll I'll add on to Oni's questions okay. here. Which which team is set back the most? Kind of prioritize it. It's the one with the new head coach, the one with a new coordinator, mm-hmm. especially offensive coordinator, yeah. or the one with a young untested quarterback? I think it's I think young untested quarterback is gonna be like is gonna be hard because you need this opportunity to be together. So I, I think that's really hard. You can't get that over Zoom meetings for crying out loud. All right, let's give it to uh, Oni there. Okay, we'll go with Oni. Um, thank you, Oni, for and thank you everybody uh, for uh, writing in your questions. We appreciate that. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, Sweet Sweat. Great folks over at Sweet Sweat, check them out at sweetsweat.com. Also, Mark's All Pros at MarksAllPros.com. For Mike, I'm Mark, and we will be back with you next week.